and welcome to the Inside Track, a CN Insights podcast. Whether you're a customer, a supply chain partner, a member of the public, a CN employee, retiree, or an investor, chances are there are some things that you don't know about CN. Hi, I'm Laura Smith, Director of CN's Corporate Communications. For this second episode, we're talking about CN's winter plan. Now, the winter plan presents CN's past and new investments and innovative operating measures to meet growing customer demand across our network and in enabling our company to increase its resilience and recoverability in cases of extreme operating conditions. Joining me today to talk about our winter plan is Doug Bohorchuk, Senior Vice President of Network Operations. Doug is based in Edmonton and oversees CN's operating plan, operating performance, the planning and allocation of track space, crews, and locomotives, and the design and delivery of our service, as well as rail traffic and crew dispatching in both Canada and the U.S. Welcome to the show, Doug. On October 1st, we released CN's annual winter plan. Tell me, Doug, why do we need a winter plan? Okay, so to answer your question in a technical way, under Canada's Transportation Modernization Act, there is a legal obligation for both of Canada's Class 1 railways to file a winter plan every year by October 1st with the Minister of Transportation. However, at CN, we use this time to initiate our annual winter planning exercise. We like to look back at lessons learned from the previous year's results to help position ourselves to meet the inevitable challenges of the coming winter. It is also an important opportunity to engage with many supply chain partners, customers, and stakeholders for their input. Essentially, it is a document to help explain all the measures we take to align in advance of the winter and ensure we have the safe and efficient transportation of essential goods despite the hazards and challenges of the cold season we see in Canada and in the United States. Yeah, the winter plan, having reviewed it, it's really an extensive document and it touches a lot of key technology and initiatives. After last winter's extreme cold, CN did a review of our operations with a focus on best practices for management of equipment in severe weather conditions. For example, air cars, and air cars are really important to our plan. So could you tell us a little more about them? Yes, for sure. So trains have a braking system that functions under compressed air that reaches all the cars from the head end of the train all the way to the tail end of the train. That sometimes can be up to 16,000 feet long in optimum operating conditions. The system requires air pressure to maintain for safe operations of the brakes over some very long distances. However, at minus 25 Celsius, which is minus 13 Fahrenheit, or colder, longer compressed air brake system has more exposure to malfunction. This is due to frozen gaskets can leak air and frozen hoses prevent air from running consistently through the full length of the train. To make up for this though, we position special air distribution cars at different locations along the train to assist in supplying a consistent flow of air throughout the brake lines all the way to the tail end of the train. These cars are conventional boxcars equipped with large compressors and associated equipment. In cold temperatures, this enables CN to maintain longer trains, ensuring a network fluidity. So Doug, does temperature also impact train length? And if so, how do train lengths differ in the winter and what does this mean to CN and to our customers? Yeah, so we know that braking systems are exposed at cold temperatures. We must make decisions that always put safety first. I'm talking about the safety of our crews and the communities in which we operate in, and of course, the environment. This means when we cannot confirm 100% of fully functional air brakes due to extreme cold, 
we must run shorter trains to ensure the air pressure is adequate for safe functioning of the braking system throughout the full length of the train. When you run a shorter train, this means less capacity per train or more trains, more crews, more locomotives to move the same volumes. You can do this for a day or two, but if you get into a sustained level of extreme cold temperatures, you eventually run out of crews and locomotives. Also, running shorter trains means more switching, which eventually slows the car velocity and ultimately affects the network fluidity. The use of air distribution cars, coupled with the use of distributed power, where we position locomotives at different positions in the train, helps as additional air compressors to keep the train as long as possible in these difficult operating conditions. So since we touched on temperatures and train lengths, let's talk about the ministerial order that the Minister of Transport imposed on Canada's railways on April the 1st of this year. So it has to do with applying speed restrictions on trains that carry commodities like crude oil or liquid petroleum gas, for example, or LPGs, based on fixed calendar dates. But since then, this order has been revised and a new ministerial order has been issued restricting train speed based on the ambient trackside temperature rather than the previously announced calendar approach. So while this new science-based approach is less arbitrary, train speed restrictions will still be in place. Can you please explain, Doug, the impact that this revised ministerial order will have on our winter operations? As you mentioned, Laura, the new order will restrict speeds on trains carrying certain types of crude oil and liquid petroleum gas based on ambient trackside temperatures. While we are entirely aligned with increasing safety for our employees and the communities in which we operate, the impact to the network will be the slowing of all subsequent trains, regardless of what commodities the train is carrying. The fact is that slowing any train reduces capacity, slows network velocity, and increases risk of congestion. At CN, safety is a core value. CN works very closely with our government, our supply chain partners, and customers to look for ways to improve safety without sacrificing service, especially during the winter when we are operating under difficult conditions. Well, thanks, Doug. Yeah, I mean, given that winter already poses many challenges to the supply chain, let's stay on the topic of challenges for just a moment and maybe talk about the realities that we as railroaders face during the winter months. Can you paint a picture for us? Yeah, so one thing we know is that winter comes every year. Each year is always different than the other years, and no year is ever short of surprises. Outdoor operations of the magnitude involved in running a railway of 22,000 miles through the most northern parts of North American's rail network include daily challenges and safety has is imperative. During the winter months, there are three kinds of difficult operating conditions that can impact us the most. They are cold, snow, and rain. We've already talked about extreme cold when it's minus 25 and below. Long compressed air brake systems become problem prone. Also during this severe cold, steel becomes brittle and more prone to breakage. This can impact our track integrity as welded rails become less flexible and ice crystals wear down the wheel treads amongst other things. This leads to more frequent rail and wheel brakes and associated delays. At CN, we ensure our rail and our wheels are of the first-rate quality, and we have invested heavily in advanced technologies to detect a small imperfections and potential issues before they become something major. Nothing is 100%, but our investments in these technologies is having a very positive effect. Snow, although its impact is generally secondary to the effect of cold, can still disrupt rail operations through forcing trains to slow down and increasing the risk of congestion on the network. Snow clearing in rail yards requires extra mobilization of resources. If we get a lot of snow, 
or heavy snow at locations we don't normally receive snow, this can be challenging. CN has a very advanced avalanche program where we work hard to ensure our tracks are safe from these events. Last but not least, rain. The West Coast sees a lot of rain during the winter, particularly in Vancouver. The heavy rainfalls affects terminal operations in the Port of Vancouver, where some terminals are unable to load grain to vessels during these periods. In other cases, heavy rain can cause track outages in the way of washouts and mudslides. When we have these washouts and mudslides occur, they require cleanup with heavy equipment, and this can result in delays for our customers. For example, last winter, we had over 20 washouts and mudslides over a two-week period due to heavy rains in southern British Columbia. We also had to rebuild a tunnel on a very steep mountain slope in an extremely challenging environment during this time. We did it in five days, which was incredible, but it still resulted in a significant disruption in our network fluidity and for our customers. Wow, that is something. And yes, I remember that winter as being uh, particularly challenging. But now having a better understanding of the effects that cold weather can have on our tracks and our locomotives and rail cars, what is our customer's role in winter operations? For sure. So our customers play a critical role during the winter. There are two areas in which they play a key role in the supply chain response. First, it is maintaining their sites for safe winter operation. This includes to ensure their ground air support systems are in good working order and their infrastructure is ready for the coming snow and cold. We try to help them in regards to preparing for winter through meetings and emails and also put a lot of ready, helpful material on our website, which includes uh, checklists, winter guide, and customer safety handbook. The second way they can help is providing us their demand for the coming winter, along with the requirements for frequency of service in order to adjust our plan accordingly, especially as when business levels fluctuate during the course of the season. Cannot stress enough that this information is paramount to the planning of our resources and service levels to meet their requirements. Communication is an important part of these forecasts. The more we know in advance, the more we can plan our operations. And I know, I understand we are in a very dynamic times here in our markets. However, we need to continue to improve on our forecasts. It is the single most important factor to a successful winter. Well, this has been very insightful. Thank you, Doug. Do you have any closing remarks, any additional things you'd like to say about our winter plan? Yeah, I'd like to say a couple of things, Laura. So we know that we have a big grain crop this year, and the demand for our services from many of our other sectors has recovered to pre-COVID levels, or in fact, even better in some areas. There is a lot of pent-up demand. We need to remember that the supply chain is not infinite, so we'll do our best to move everything as efficiently and as safely as possible this winter. I'd also like to say thank you to our employees, customers, supply chain partners, and the communities we operate in who have provided input and continue to trust the end to move their goods safely and efficiently. We have endured a lot together over the course of this last year. We want you to know that we are ready for this winter. CN is built strong and so are our customers. If we collaborate, keep the lines of communication open, show some patience when challenges arise, and implement the best practices I mentioned earlier, Together, we can take on this winter. Thank you, Laura. Well, thank you, Doug. We've been hearing from CN's Senior Vice President of Network Operations, Doug Rahorchuk. And as a note, CN's winter plan can be found on our website, cn.ca backslash winter plan. And thank you very much to all our listeners.